Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my demanding girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It's September 26th, nineteen. 97 and you demanded that i do a shorter version of my hello thing. no i didn't yeah you did oh i didn't yeah when we when we talked about <laughs> <laughs> i said i didn't like it i didn't demand anything but i still did it longer than probably you wanted me to it was better <laughs> how's it going um, I'm doing okay. How about you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Stands for only kidding. Okay. I'm terrible. How? <laughs> everything okay with your mouth there? Mm-hmm. Everything okay with you over there? I hear yeah. you crashing into shit. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm swiveling my chair. <sighs> oh, goodness. Just moving in the space that I'm given. Oh no! <laughs> this is a this is a disaster of epic proportions. Are you having a cardiac vent now? No. <laughs> Are you digging for treasure? Looks like Fuck you. it looks like you're trying to reenact the. She has her hands like buried in her chest. It sounds like it looks like you're trying to reenact the end of. Uh, the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where the guy <laughs> reaches into the other guy's chest and pulls his heart out. Oh, my God. I had a pain. Oh, no. Are you okay? Yeah. I don't like it when you're in pain. I don't like it when you talk about digging hearts out of people. <laughs> well, it is normal dinner conversation for me. So, speaking of conversation, how about we have a conversation about 90210? Oh, good segue. Since this is the 90210 show. All right, let's talk about it. So, this episode is kind of Kelly heavy. Flying. It's called Flying. Which is funny because I don't feel like that was the main storyline. I think it's a double on Oh, because she's flying high? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Double meaning title. Yeah. They're getting too cute for their own good over <laughs> they're stupid it's <laughs> <laughs> a more succinct way to say it i guess holy shit sorry if any of the writers listen to our show <laughs> oh goodness so kelly is like cleaning the apartment and trying to make space to move in that happens like halfway through the episode, but sure. No, it doesn't. It's like how it starts. No, it's not how it what starts. What are you talking about? That is exactly how it fucking starts. It start like that. Yes. She has a whole fucking conversation with Claire and Donna before that. No. Yes, she no, does. That's after. She starts out. Why with would she be trying? Why would she be trying to make room? Before she has that conversation. It starts with her at school. Her at fictional California University. And she's coming down because she's fucking hasn't had drugs in a while. 
Holy shit. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) I was so sure I was right. (laughs) We only watched it today. Like, it's not like there's many days to give me an excuse here either. No. She's having a conversation with Donna and Claire. Right. And she's clearly, like, fucked up or whatever, right? Yes. And then she... uh, she leaves, and what they say? Something like, oh, she seems whatever, I don't know. And Valerie's, <laughs> I have the same kind of memory, too. <laughs> Valerie says, more like coming down. Right. Because she's she hasn't been able to find her drugs. And they're like, oh, we thought she was done with drugs. And it's like, yeah, that's just what she wants you to think. Yeah, they are being really stupid. I mean, I guess they're in denial or whatever, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she looks like hell. Like every scene, like she doesn't look good. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she looks bad. You're right. As bad as Jenny Garth can look. Right. I mean, you know, she's still gorgeous, but she actually looks a little bit better than she did like a month ago. Okay. I think maybe her hair is starting to grow out a little bit or something. Yeah, well, that's true. Her, she's she looks better with longer hair. That's for sure. But anyways, she's um. Yeah, they they were talking about um, doing a, not a garage sale, because they don't have a garage, not well, a yard sale, because they don't have a yard. They were calling it a garage sale. Yeah. Which I don't, I think that's a kind of a regional thing. I think they call it different things depending on where you're from. Well, what Donna eventually went with on the sign was a uh, beach bonanza. Oh, very nice. Because their little house is on the beach. I guess I'd call it a rummage sale. I think I'd call it. The way they did it, I'd call it an estate sale because they have people in their house going yeah, through their things. That's weird. They're inside. I don't like it. They've got tape over like uh, shelves and stuff like that that says not for sale. And there's like all the stuff, there's stuff on the shelves. Yeah, I wouldn't like it either. Like, and why are they doing this? Like, I don't even remember any clear, like, they're trying to raise money for a thing or. They just want to get rid of some stuff. It's weird. I mean,. To go this extreme, to let strangers into your house. It's to it's to prove that these rich white people are just like all the rest of us. No, it's to give them an excuse to go through Kelly's shit. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because that's what happens. They're looking for tape or something? I don't know. And She's looking for a pin. A pin. Claire's looking for a pin to pin up something. Yeah, and they're like, oh, Kelly has one, I'm sure. Kelly's known for... For all the pins she collects. And so she finds a little vial of coke in her drawer. Yeah. and Just enough. <laughs> Felony quantity. Yeah, Claire is a little paranoid. She's like, oh my god. Like, just enough for the police to get, you know, upset if they found it. <laughs> and... <laughs> so like, it's like four or five grit grains. The police are like, wow, we're not that upset. Seven grains. What the fuck? We're upset now. I don't think she said just enough for the police to get upset. Like emotions were were a factor in this. Uh, I don't know. I think she said just enough for the police to to, to arrest somebody. Well, she said that you know they would get them too, which is probably true. She's like, don't think if they come after her, we're not going down. And Donna's like, oh, what, what, you know, she's got the I'm rich and white attitude. Right. She's like, who cares? It's just a little cocaine. <laughs> yeah, Claire is like 
major, major pissed. And then when Kelly shows up. You were pissed at Claire. Like, she's talking about Kelly behind her back and everything. You don't even like Kelly that much. And you're like, she's such a bitch. (laughs) She is being a bitch to her. But you have no sympathy for any of these women at all. I think throughout the course of this show that we've done, Uh you have called every single one of them, maybe with the exception of Shannon Doherty, a bitch at one point. Oh, I'm sure I called Brenda a bitch at some point. (laughs) I'm sure that occurred. But it's like even even, uh, Mrs. Walsh, you called a bitch at one point. Did I? And she was cheating on her husband, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, But it's so funny. Like, you have no sympathy for them at all. It's like Claire is... Maybe like maybe Claire's being a little mean or whatever, but she's upset that there are drugs in her house. Yeah. I understand that. When Kelly shows up late to help them. She doesn't show up at all. No, she does show up to help them. And well, she's oh. late and she has Colin with her. Yeah. yeah and that's when she gets right, in a all fight. Right, all right. She gets into an argument with them because they found her cocaine. Uh-huh. And then she's like, well, maybe I just shouldn't live here then. Yeah. So then, Well, Donna says to her, can we have a talk? And Colin's like, I don't really like the vibe here. Let's go. <laughs> and Donna says, look, talk to me now or never talk to me again. So Kelly's like, uh, Colin, can you wait in the car? <laughs> yeah. They really put it on Donna, too. Like, this whole episode is kind of like, Donna, you're her only hope. I didn't get that vibe. Oh, I did. Because what about Brandon? Yeah, they they try Brandon. He fails, but they try him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Donna tries to talk to her, and she's just like, "Fuck you guys, I'll I'll move." Yeah. So now she's gonna go live full time at Collins, which is great because that's where all the drugs are. And that's when she starts <laughs> rearranging stuff. She's moving books or whatever, like on a shelf. She's like, "I can't sleep. I'm which- all wired. I just..." wanted to to make some room for my stuff or whatever i can't sleep seems to be a pretty common uh problem for miss kelly in it these days well yeah that's a that's a cocaine problem right there right but she says so then she goes colin can i just have a a, a line and he goes he taps his little i don't know hope chest or whatever <laughs> it's a little like jewelry box on his nightstand and he says you know where it is you don't you don't have to ask or whatever and i was like that's a it's a bad idea. She's going to do all your cocaine now. Yeah, it's a pretty large box for, mm-hmm. you know, drugs, and it looked pretty full. Yeah. <laughs> I was impressed by the size of that. So she does a line. Yeah. and Or 10, who knows. Yeah. And then later she is going nuts in the apartment looking for more cocaine. She must have done it all. Yeah. Holy shit. And it's like the same day? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I'm surprised she's not dead. <laughs> she's out of there. I know. So Brandon shows up uh, because they tell him that she's on drugs and like, oh, you need to go do something. Donna says, if you have any influence left over her, if the powers of your cock still <laughs> still hold any sway at all, you'll go. You go to her. <laughs> so yeah, he's supposed to be having dinner with Susan. Right. She made reservations weeks ago at some fancy-ass restaurant. And Jonathan's still in town. Oh, God. I hate him so much. Um, So he tells her he ha- he can't make their dinner reservation. He's pulled over on the side of the freeway, 
talking on a, a phone, a payphone. He was talking to her before he left to go to Kelly. No. Who was he on the phone with then? I don't know. He's driving with Kelly, and he's like, we're going to drive all night. His big plan is to fucking get her to stay in the car with him for some reason. Like, all he's like, well, we're going to do this all night if we have to. Like, that's not, take her to rehab. That's yeah. what I thought he was doing. Yeah. That's not going to help her one night in a car with you. But then he pulls over for some reason and gets on the payphone and tells her, hey, you know, Susan. I, yeah, Susan, I can't make the dinner reservations. That's when Kelly jumps into the driver's seat of his car and motors off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not very smart. No. And, like, he hung up to chase after the moving vehicle for, like, 10 feet. Yeah. And then realizes he's not going to make it. Like, why did you even bother to get off the phone? Yeah, you should have just called her right back, by the way. Yeah. Hey, come get me. I'll go to dinner. Fuck it. What did he walk? I don't know what the hell happened. Kelly ends up dropping his car off at the house, the beach house. Right. And says, throws the keys to Donna. (laughs) Throws the keys to Donna and says, tell Brandon this car's here. Yeah. And next time he wants to kidnap me, I'm going to press charges or whatever. Do you think in a court of law that he would get any kind of trouble for kidnapping? Do you think in a court of law she'd get in trouble for car theft? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly, Kelly. She's all fucked up. (laughs) No kidding, yes. (laughs) Yeah, she willingly went in the car with him. Yeah, he knocks on the door and she's like, I don't want you to see me like this. He's like, come Mm. with me. Yeah. In this, like, I'm going to help you. I'm your hope kind of voice. Yeah. But yeah, he did nothing. You're right. He just got her in the car and drove. Like. My semen is the only treatment for cocaine. <laughs> and driving like aimlessly is ridiculous. Yeah, the whole thing's ridiculous. And one night of white knuckling, it's not going to get you off cocaine. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's ridiculous. So yeah, so she manages to you know get away and go back. Maybe he was trying to drive her to Chevy Chase so that. He could give some insights on how to get off cocaine, allegedly. <laughs> um, trying to think. I feel like we're like, like speeding through this episode. We're speeding through this part of it. There's more going on. <laughs> yeah, there is. Okay, so there's that dinner reservation thing, but the flying happened before, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, Jonathan's in town, and he's like, I'm not leaving as long as they keep paying me for my stories. Yeah, apparently he's on assignment from whatever real newspaper he works at out of Washington. And I guess he's got a bunch of story ideas in the L.A. area. I don't know why that's of use to a Washington newspaper. Right? Doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but whatever. Yeah, and they've got him like... I don't know, like trying to befriend the guys, which seems problematic yeah. or perhaps like they're going to bring him on permanently, which I really don't want. No, not at all. They have enough people. But yeah, so he invites Brandon to go flying. Explain what kind of fucking flying this was. I, I've never heard of this before. Oh, they, they went up in a biplane. What is a biplane? I don't understand. So it's a plane that will... Uh, have sex with both a male plane and a female. Plane. 
No, it's two sets of wings. So it's two sets of wings on each side, top set, bottom set. Two people go in. The person that sits in the back is the one that's flying. It's more fucking more bodily humor for for the show. I guess did I, I get did I get a did I get did I get a detail wrong that your stomach wanted to correct me on? Oh goodness. I mean, I have to assume that if you heard it through the mic, then the listeners also heard it through oh, yeah. the mic. So, yeah. excuse like me. Sorry about that. That your chair is doing. Uh, but yeah, so the guy that sits in the back is flying. The one that sits in the front is the passenger. And yeah, that's it. Okay. As Nat says, they're virtually crash proof, which is, and they're propeller driven planes. Which I guess is, you know, fairly true. Like, I have heard of many people getting in to a small wreck or whatever on a biplane, and they almost always survive. Hmm. Like, crashing a biplane is not like crashing a regular plane. Okay. They don't go nearly as fast. They don't go nearly as high. They're good for basically what they did with them. Okay. Like, short joy rides. They can't even hold... They can't even hold that much fuel or anything like that, so it's not like they they can go long distances or anything like that. So Jonathan invites Brandon to go with him to do this, which makes no sense. They are competing over Susan. Mm-hmm. They don't like each other. It doesn't make sense on Jonathan's part to invite him. It doesn't make sense on Brandon's part to accept. Well, apparently Steve's been on one of these biplanes once before in his life, and he's like, oh, it's so fun. It's like the best roller coaster in the world. you got to do it. Yeah. So he talks Brandon into saying yes. He's like, you, you, he wants you to say no or whatever. I think it's a situation for, for him of Josh or Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan I mean. For keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. I mm-hmm. think that's kind of what he's doing. And I think he's looking for cracks and in intel, which he uses later in this episode. I think, oh, yeah. I think, he's got, I think he's got a very nefarious thing. That's the phone call that you were talking about, I think. When, he, when he's talking on the phone with Jonathan's there. Well, no. Somebody... I think it was Valerie or Donna or whoever was physically there with him, not on the phone. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It was Donna. Donna's yeah. the one that asked him. But anyway, so they, those flight instructors there, and then he's like, well, I'm going to go up in one plane, and Jonathan, you can go up with somebody in the other plane. And Brandon's like, you're the fucking pilot? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, come on, come up with me, Brandon. <laughs> it's so weird. And then who goes up with the other one is Donna's boyfriend. What the fuck is his name? Joe. Yeah. So we got Joe with the one pilot and Brandon with Jonathan. They invite David, but apparently David's not fucking part of the show anymore. (laughs) Other than his interactions with Valerie. I mean, they would have had to get another plane to justify having. I guess. They have Steve there just fucking pounding his pud. And he never gets to even go on the plane. No. Because when they land, uh, Joe passes out. Collapses. Yeah. Because of his heart. He's all smiley. It's so funny. Like, he had the best time, you know, getting mm-hmm. off the plane and then just boom, down. Yeah, his heart couldn't take it. We thought he was going to die. 
It's a good thing he's a virgin. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Just thinking. But he plays football, too. Yeah. Just because he's in the off-season now, but... This dude is a walking time bomb. Yeah. This dude's fucking Pistol Pete Maravich. And then, you know, him and Brandon talking, he's like, don't tell anybody, please. And Brandon agrees. He's like, it's your life, whatever. And then Steve tells Donna. <laughs> no. Or Steve tells everyone else. But Joe tells Donna. Yeah, apparently Joe tells Donna. So, like, he says don't tell anybody, and then he tells. But yeah, Steve is running around telling everybody, too. It's like, what the fuck? It's weird. So... Donna's like, promise me you'll go see my dad again. He's not going to, I don't think. Well, even if he does, like like you said, he should be going to a third-party doctor, mm-hmm. not, you know, her dad or the university doctor. Get another opinion. Yeah, because her dad's going to be like, yeah, I still think what I thought the first time. Right. Yeah, I don't understand. But he's not going to make it. No, he's going to die. Jonathan will take up his place. No. Jonathan will start fucking dying. <laughs> Nobody's fucking Donna, ever. She's going to sit on top of a Christmas tree like an angel. <laughs> That's the closest she's ever going to get to Holy it. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know if she could take a whole Christmas tree. Right? I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. Anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, so Jonathan's there when Donna's like, Brandon, use your penis to get her back. Yeah. And then... He just so happens to call Susan. Well, he's on the phone. He's on the other line with her. Because after Brandon hangs up, she switches the line and says, yeah, sorry about that. And he's like, who is that? She's like, Brandon, I just got stood up for my date. And he was like, oh, I was wondering when you were going to eat. Because when I was there earlier, he said he was going out with Kelly. I think something's going on between those two. Yeah, so of course he's gonna end up going with her on this dinner reservation that she's well, had she for two weeks. Yeah, so that's not gonna be good. No, because he's making dinner's not the only thing she's gonna be eating. Right. Well, yeah, I mean he's trying to make her think that she's getting cheated on, which she's not. Right. So I don't know. I mean, it's like they they gotta break up because it's just not going anywhere. She can't separate herself from this guy yeah she has a conversation at the rummage sale with with valerie at the beach bonanza with valerie and (laughs) valerie's like so what's going on with you and jonathan and she's like we said we'd stay friends i'm trying to be his friend i wish he'd just get over me i don't want to be with him but you know i want to be nice i'm not good at being the bad guy valerie's like why don't you stick with me i'll show you to be a bitch right (laughs) How to be heartless. Yeah. She says, oh, I might take you up on that. Oh, and then at that time, another phone. There's a lot of phone calls going on in this episode. Yeah. There's another phone Giant call. Giant game of telephone. And it's for Valerie over at the beach house. Mm-hmm. And it's her friend, the redhead, the monster lady. Yeah. Ginger. Yeah. I, I remember the name. <laughs> ginger the ginger. Yeah. From Buffalo. And she's. The one that was stealing everything, but it was all set up. Yeah. She's like, I'm in town. I'm here. And and she'd already given her a warning she was coming, and Valerie had told her not to. She's from, from fucking... Is she from Clueless? No, I don't think so. I think she, I think she you is. You think she's Amber from Clueless? Yes, the, the one that's like, you know, I can't... Uh, my 
the doctor and the tennis yeah. and everything. I think that's her. Maybe. We'll have to look it or up later. Either like. she was either she was in Clueless the movie or she no, I think the same I think the same actor played that role on the T V show too. Yeah, that I think I I think that's the same person. If I'm remembering correctly, I think that's the same person. I knew be. she looked familiar. I think she's from Clueless. Might be. Um, but yeah, she's actually calling from Valerie's room. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. She's calling from Valerie's room in the house, yes. It's ridiculous. Like, she's such a fucking creep. And so Valerie is supposed to be at the beach house, so she sends David. She's like, this girl is threatening to tell everybody about how they scammed them. Mm -hmm. So she says, David, take her to a hotel, put it on my credit card. Yeah. I don't know why David has to do it, but. Because he's her little errand boy. I wouldn't trust. I wouldn't trust her alone with him, like you said. Yeah, it didn't seem smart. And I I was right. Yeah, you were right. (laughs) So, yeah, he takes her to the hotel and she does flirt with him. And she's like, oh, have lunch with me and stuff. And he's like, no. No, thanks. Yeah, and he leaves because he's he's a good person. I don't fuck gingers. <laughs> he's one of the few good people on the show. Now, yeah. I mean, yeah, he definitely... He cheated on Donna. That's true, and he had a drug <laughs> problem. He's just good right now. Um, <clears throat> And this bitch is charging clothes and food and everything under the sun to this room. Mm-hmm. So when Valerie shows up later to talk to her... She asks her for $50,000. She already paid her $5,000 to help convince everyone that she was a good person. Right. So she says, give me $50,000 or I'm going to play them this tape. And she has recorded her when they were in the car saying mm-hmm. how, like, you know, we, they pulled one over on her. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. And then they flashed back to that episode. <clears throat> of course, because they love their fucking flashbacks. So, I guess, I guess uh, everyone, I guess... Every episode of 90210 is someone's first episode of 90210. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's how they think I about it. I don't think they're getting that many new uh, viewers. No. I think they're just falling off like flies. <laughs> I guess. But anyway, yeah, so she's blackmailing her. And Valerie goes there and she's like, bring it on, asshole, basically. Like, fuck yeah. you. And she says, yeah, let's see how that works out for you. And she leaves. Yeah, and she tells her, you know, checkouts at noon. Like, basically, she's not going to keep paying for the room and mm-hmm. stuff. So, good for her for standing up for herself. Yeah. Then, Ginger calls her, like, later at night. In the middle of the night when she's sleeping <clears throat> next to David. Well, she said David has a migraine and they went to bed early. So, I don't know how late it is. But, mm-hmm. anyway, she says um, she decided that she will let her off the hook for $50,000 if she gives her one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really draws it out. Yeah, she wants David for a night. She's like, what do you think of my little indecent proposal? And it's like, that reference is three years old at this point. There's no way. I mean, David won't do it. Well, that's the thing, is they play it out like she like she looks at David and she's all like, oh, what should I do? And oh, cuddle me closer. And she like pulls his hand closer to her and, and everything and stuff. But it's like... You know, David's a person, right? Like, you can't just be like, oh, I gave you to Ginger for right. the nice. And I'll just be like, okay, just point my dick in the direction. 
<laughs> like that's not you know he's a human being there's no way he's going to agree to this right i mean i don't think he would i wouldn't say there's no way she'd have to convince him yeah she has to be like look you have to do this for me and i think you it have would, to fuck her for me i think it would ruin their relationship like, yeah, 100%. if she asked him to do that even if he did it yes 100 percent. so she just needs to kill ginger <laughs> no she, maybe she needs to fess up and tell everybody, look, we, we pulled a scam because I was tired of everybody thinking I was evil. And, you know, I'm not evil. Look at how long it's been since anything evil has happened. Right. <laughs> the writers changed my character at my behest. She now has actual reality good things she could point to, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, whatever. Well, not actual reality, but. Well, you know. No, like, no, two and no reality. Show reality. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's the next big thing they're going to have to deal with. And Joe's <clears throat> impending death they'll have to deal with. For sure. I don't know. I, I think Joe's going to die. Yeah. I think maybe they'll have sex for the first time and that's all the time. <gasps> that would be awful. She'll take a life. No. No, I'm sure it won't be. And that, that'll that be like Aaron Spelling's big fucking revenge. I told you, Tori. <laughs> can't have sex on camera. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> I don't know what he sounds like. Uh... But I think he's going to die. Yeah. And she'll, she'll be, like, pining for him and all that stuff. Oh, Joe. My yeah, she'll Joe. be very sad. She'll look it over. She's young. She's pretty. And then the one the one guy will come back. <laughs> oh, God. And he'll he'll be like, I, I injected something into him to give him this heart. <laughs> this heart condition. If it went full soap opera, that's what would happen. Right. For sure. Well, and somebody would fall down an elevator shaft and lose their memory, and yeah. Exactly. (laughs) But did anything else happen? Kelly's on cocaine still. Yeah, they tried. They failed. Um, She moved out. Joe's going to die. Probably. Ginger's a problem. Mm -hmm. Susan and Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I think mean, that's all of it. Steve was there. He didn't get to ride the plane because Joe passed out first. Yep. Joe, Steve gets to talk to people briefly, and that's it. And then, even though he's in the main credits, uh, what's his name? Nat gets one scene yeah. where he says, oh, biplanes are fine. Every episode, I think he gets his one small scene to justify his salary. Yep. Yeah. Good for him, though. <laughs> right? He's fucking cashing those paychecks, man. For sure. Uh, but that is the episode. Carol, tell people uh, where they can p- cash their paychecks and give us money. <laughs> well, if they want to give us money, they got to go to that uh, Patreon website your friend came up with. Yeah, patreon.com slash retro late fee. But you can write us at late fee 1994 at uh-huh. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. And tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.